Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Thanks for joining us at XM.com. This is the Weekly Outlook. I'm Cristina Marujos, and joining me today is Senior Investment Analyst Rafi Boyajian, and we'll be having a look at the week ahead. So, Rafi, let's get right to it. Let's start with the highlight of the week, which is, of course, the Fed meeting. Investors haven't really priced in the risks surrounding the market due to the coronavirus effects, mainly because they're expecting further stimulus from Congress and the Fed. Now, is more stimulus coming, and do you think the Fed will live up to the market's expectations? So, Christina, that is right. Uh, markets aren't really, at the moment, uh, too scared about potential fiscal cliff that we might get uh, if Congress doesn't decide uh, on a fresh round uh, of virus uh, relief for Americans that are struggling to find work after the, the lockdowns. Uh, and uh, also from the Fed side, uh, actually the Fed balance sheet was actually declining in recent weeks. There are concerns that the Fed may be scaling back its asset purchase too quickly but all we've seen uh, in the markets or at least in equity markets is the steam coming off a little bit rather than uh, any panic selling so that means that uh, there's a big risk next week if there's disappointing news on the stimulus front so the expectations are or at least the hopes are that the Fed will strengthen its forward guidance they will provide uh, more uh, explicit forward guidance about how long they will maintain their ultra loose monetary policy but it's doubtful whether whether or not the Fed is ready just yet to provide more precise forward guidance. We did uh, hear from Powell at the last meeting that the Fed isn't even thinking about thinking uh, about raising interest rates uh, and uh, whether or not they're ready to go beyond that statement for the time being, uh, that remains to be seen. And also uh, in Capitol Hill, uh, there's still no sign of politicians coming to an agreement. There's uh, wide differences between the Republicans and the Democrats and even within the Republican Party. Uh, there are some divisions because the fiscal hawks don't want another big uh, stimulus package because they're concerned about the ballooning deficit. So all we might get next week or in the next couple of weeks is some sort of a stopgap bill just to tie things over until the lawmakers reach a much more complete uh, deal uh, on a new fiscal package. Let's stay in the U.S. for a little bit, but turn to data now, as we'll be getting important reports this week out of the United States as well. Among others, we'll be getting U.S. GDP numbers on Thursday, followed by consumption data on Friday. What are we expecting to see in these numbers and how could they affect the dollar? So I think there's no doubt that the U.S. economy did suffer a huge contraction in the second quarter, though not as much as Europe and uh, some other countries. But nevertheless, on an annualized basis, the GDP contraction is set to come in at 32.6 percent. That would be a historical high or historical low, depending which way you look at it. There might be some good news on Friday when we get the personal income and spending numbers uh, and if we see a further rebound in consumption. But given the sensitivity around uh, potential delay to the stimulus, any disappointment on the data as well might see a uh, negative reaction in the markets. Uh, now, which way the dollar would go, that's the big question because uh, although the dollar does rise when there's negative news due to its safe haven status, even if that negative news is coming from the US, uh, this time around, uh, because we're seeing a stronger recovery elsewhere, particularly in Europe, uh, negative data from the US uh, might start to negatively impact the US dollar going forward. We also saw a resurgence of the US-China tensions earlier this week. How do you think these frictions would affect China and the Australian economy? 
Now, we are seeing some signs that markets are becoming more nervous about the rising tensions. But so far, the reaction has mainly been limited to China. We've seen uh, stocks in China in recent days uh, fall quite sharply, and the yuan has also been under pressure. But there's been little panic elsewhere. Not even the Australian dollar has shown much reaction to these rising tensions. Uh, though if things were to escalate further, we might see markets taking more note uh, of the potential uh, worsening of relations between the US, China, as eventually that could uh, lead to uh, the phase one trade deal being scrapped if things were to get much worse. Uh, for now, though, the Australian dollar's uh, main driver remains the global risk sentiment. And uh, also the, on the data front, we might see some reaction in the Aussie as well. We're going to get Chinese PMI numbers uh, as well as Australian inflation numbers. Uh, so that's probably going to be the main focus as far as the Aussie is concerned in the next few days. And finally, let's cross into Europe, which had a very good week with the agreement of the Virus Rescue Fund, which pushed the single currency to new highs. Europe will be reporting GDP numbers for quarter two this coming week. Do you think good news will prevail this coming week as well? Well, I don't think the news uh, will be good as far as the data is concerned. So we know that the European economy did contract very sharply in the second quarter because much of Europe was in lockdown. Uh, Europe did impose a much stricter lockdown than the United States. So definitely the drop in GDP will be much larger. We're expecting uh, an 11.2% quarterly drop for the euro area. Again, that would be uh, another uh, historic uh, record. Uh, we're also going to get flash inflation numbers for the euro area. That's going to show that inflation remains subdued. Uh, so nothing to shout about there, but this is nothing that markets haven't already priced in. We already know that uh, the European economy did suffer in the second quarter. And uh, more importantly, the virus does uh, remain under control in Europe. Uh, the same can't be said for the US. And also Europe now has a plan for how it's going to recover uh, from the pandemic. So all in all, the, the outlook is looking much brighter in the Eurozone. And this is, of course, helping the Euro. So I don't think this pose, uh, improving picture is going to change uh, over the coming week, even if we get those uh, really bad numbers. So the euro, I think it's uptrend is uh, safe for now. Rafi, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for watching the weekly outlook here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.